the, the basketball stuff was easy, right? Because of what I went through. When you, when you lose point. parents at eight years old and you got to fend for yourself, like there's nothing that the game of basketball can do to me that would ever compare to growing up without parents. Game of Lifers, welcome back. Hope you all had a great Christmas break. New Year's 2019 is upon us. Let's make it the best year together. 2019, the year of the Game of Lifers. Let's go. So all I got to say is this podcast right here, this guest you are about to listen to is absolutely going to rock you and rock you in a way that you had never even knew existed. This guest has literally been through everything you can ever imagine with every life tragedy and every odd stacked against him. You might not have heard his name yet, but you soon will. He is one of the up-and-coming basketball minds, not just in college basketball, but the entire sport. His passion, his genuine servanthood mentality, his ability to be vulnerable, his love for what he does and the people around him, it just oozes out of him. And you are about to experience it with me. Game of Lifers, please welcome to the podcast, Rashawn Berno. Rashawn, Arizona State head assistant coach, has literally seen it all. On this podcast, we're going to go in-depth on how he survived the loss of both of his parents to AIDS, going through the agony of having to bury his own sister, growing up in the New Jersey streets laced with drugs, gang violence, having to put food on the table at age seven for his family to survive. Being a five foot seven basketball player when no one believed in him and overcoming all those odds on the court to get a scholarship to DePaul, going into the nine to five corporate world, the grind, the grind of the corporate world, and giving up the sense of security, everything he had going for him, complete change of life to follow his passion to coach basketball, getting fired and turned away from numerous coaching job opportunities, and his never give in, never give up mentality. From a servant first perspective that is not just inspirational and motivational, but a breath of fresh air that will have you running to your TV to watch the next Arizona State basketball game. He is so much more than basketball. He puts others before self. And in doing so, he makes me extremely honored to call him a good friend. Game of Lifers, buckle up. Rashawn Berno coming at you. Bring the audience up to speed on on your background, on your childhood, because to me, I, I've talked to a lot of coaches, a lot of players, just people throughout the world, and you have one of the, what I would say, most uh, overcoming obstacles background that I have ever seen to be the type of person that you are today and and the path of trajectory your life is on now. I appreciate it, man. Um, to me, it's just, you know, I've been very, very fortunate to have a lot of um, help along the way. Um but, you know, growing up in Jersey City, um, losing my parents pretty young, um, you know, I've been fortunate to, to just align myself with the right people who took a liking to me uh, and who cared about my future uh, more than I did at that time. Um, they just wouldn't let me fail. So um, I've just been very, very blessed to um, have an opportunity through the game of basketball to see different avenues of life that, you know, obviously motivated me to want to do better uh, for my situation. So um, 
I'm, I'm successful because of the people that I align myself with um, early on, not knowing. And so I, 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 I contribute a lot of, of, of the things that has been positive in my life due to other people taking a chance on me. And that's, I mean, that's very humbling to say too, but I mean, the hand you were dealt was not the easiest hand losing both of your parents and growing up in the project. So, I mean, yes, you, I mean, having that help, but being able to take that help for sure, but also having that motivational drive every single morning and that passion that just absolutely told you you were going to make it out no matter what. Was that was that basketball that drove you or was there something inside of you that that was burning even more? Because, I mean, to be honest, man, most most kids don't have that. Yeah, I, I think it was it was it was a want to, to do more and to, to live a different life. Um I think the greatest thing we have um, as human beings is the, is the ability to dream. Yeah. Um, and I think growing up, seeing the carnage, seeing, you know, the self-destruction um, that was around me, I, I was fortunate to have a vivid imagination. Um, and I put my, my mind elsewhere because I knew I didn't want to live that life. I knew I didn't want this to become me. And so I, I would just dream about getting out. And I think basketball helped me in the sense of seeing different parts of the United States, playing AAU basketball, traveling. Um, that kind of, you know, fueled uh, me to bring me even more. Um, but I, I think when, when you're in that environment, um, I think the number one thing that, that has caused a lot of people in my situation to fail is a lack of hope. Yeah. Um, I think point. when you take the hope away from people, then, you know, all it is left is to do is to die. Um, and I was fortunate never to lose hope. Um, and, you know, that's something that, you know, um, I try to tell my, my players is you got to dream big and, and, and you got to be willing to do what's necessary to make those dreams come to reality man i couldn't agree with you more and that's why like that's why i love your story and i want more people to know about your story because you're i mean you saying it right there hope and dream but i mean when you're when you're faced with so many difficult situations a lot of people they just they literally just die to themselves and give up so to have that hope and to have that dream and then I mean, have a lot of people around you telling you that you probably can't do something can be very devastating. But knowing, like seeing an example of yourself and seeing people like you that have been able to do it, like, man, you played Division One college basketball at a very high level at DePaul, and you're five foot seven. That doesn't happen. Like, that's another. Tell me, was it? I mean, it couldn't have been everybody saying that. Yeah, you're a shoe in to play college basketball. No, it, no. It wasn't. It, it wasn't, the, the basketball stuff was easy, right? Because of what I went through. When you, when you lose parents at eight years old and you got to fend for yourself, like there's nothing that the game of basketball can do to me that would ever compare to growing up without parents, right? So right. my perspective was I can go out and play versus um, – you know, bigger players, better players, and the worst can happen is that that I 
right? But yeah. I'm going to go out and compete. There's, <laughs> the, the cards I've been dealt was way harder than the opposition of lining up against whoever. And, and, and no matter who you are, um, I think what I've been through at that point has prepared me to compete and, and give it my all because it's a constant struggle just to stay in, on the right path where I'm from. You know, you're dealing yeah. with real life, like decisions that can impact prison, death. You know, so this basketball was always easy. That was actually my sanctuary. It was easy to, to, to play basketball versus being in my current situation and in, in the reality of, you know, what I had to get through in order to be successful. Man, that's, I mean, that's as motivating as it gets right there because it's, I mean, it's not looking at the hand you're dealt as a lot of people do and think, man, what was me? I can't get out of it. This is just the hand I'm dealt. I have to deal with it. It's looking at the hand you're dealt and saying, I'm going to make a change. I'm going to be different. I'm going to get out of here. And then saying, man, like, you've been through it all. So nothing, nothing is going to be tough for you. And that's why, like, getting to know you over this past three, four months and, and seeing that, like, literally, there, I don't, I don't think there isn't anything that you can't do. And I don't. I really believe in people speaking things into existence in themselves and having so much faith and confidence in themselves because they've been through so much, knowing that, like you said, no is the worst answer you could get. And what's wrong with no? What's wrong if you fail on the basketball court? That's not. That's not even life. No. Which is. Which is. Yeah. Exactly. And it's. And it just. It shapes you to everything that you become. And like. And for your, I mean, for your path and your progression to where you are now as a, uh, just like a super bright up and coming coach at Arizona State is, man, I mean, going into being an executive producer for a film for your high school coach that was, that was filmed on, uh, for PBS too, like telling yourself that you can do that. Like t- talk to me how that came to be. Well, it, it's, it's funny because, um, I've always viewed life a little bit different, right? Mm-hmm. I've always looked Love at it, it as, like, yet again, my circumstances was challenging, beyond challenging. And so I always viewed it as, like, I'm still here, right? Like, I, I could have took the easy way out and just, you know, succumbed to the streets. And probably no one would, was, would, 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 would you know, be mad <laughs> yeah that, that's form, right yeah like, i'm supposed to be a failure right look at my circumstances and so um once once you realize like life is a challenge no matter who you are what what type of background what type of parents you have like you gotta you gotta be willing to persevere through adversity right so yep. as i got older um I, I started to realize that every day is a blessing right because I never lost hope, and I've been around family members, siblings who lost that that ability to dream, and lost that ability to to, to have hope because it, due to circumstances. And so I've been fortunate. So life has been, honestly, it, it, it's been a gift to, to to be where I'm at, and I cherish every day because I'm not supposed to be here. I know that. Um, I got people who I shared the same bed with who had a different trajectory in life and who, who, who are in different circumstances. So I value every opportunity. 
Um, to, but to answer your question, I've always wanted to give back to St. Anthony's. Um, and I've been fortunate to meet a lot of, and I said this early on, a lot of great people who have helped me along the way. And so it was just a, a, a way for me to give back uh, to the school and to Coach Hurley, who meant so much to me, um, because they gave me an opportunity to, to leave Jersey City. They gave me a platform to, to have my story told um, on numerous occasions. Um, and so that was my, my total mindset was to give back, try to try to bring awareness to their current situation. Um, but everything comes full circle. The people who did the, the, the documentary with me was the people who I met my freshman year in college who did the documentary on my fresh on DePaul. And just staying in contact, building a really solid yep. relationship with these people. Um, when I called them and said, hey, I got a concept I think would be a great story, they jumped at it. Um, and so that actually got me back um, into the game of basketball because at that point I was working at a, a financial institution um, and that really got me back around the game and, 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 wanted, and I wanted to, to, to give back um, uh, once I got back around Coach Hurley watching that team and, and being around basketball again. Man, I love that on so many levels right there. You said you said a lot of things that are just absolute gold for what I talk about to all the listeners, what I try to infuse into my NBA players. And All right, welcome back to the Game of Life podcast. We've got Jeremy Lin on. Jeremy, what's going on? The two most important days in your life are the day you're born and the day you find out why. He's like the eye of the hurricane because in the middle of the hurricane, it's really calm. And so Michael never tried to stop all the madness around him. What he learned was he just got calm in the middle of it. Stealing that pass at Staples, I was like, dude. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Give Kobe a little glance after that. What's up? Uh, You want to be that person that when they walk into a room, that people are happy to see you. Talk to me about working with Ronaldo. You helped coach Ronaldo to become a great sleeper. A human test tube. Thank you, man. I, I, <laughs> I think that's like one notch up from being a human guinea pig. They'll take it. In a good uh, way. And I just pray, man. Like, I just pray and I just thank God for, for everything. The moment you realized, man, I'm in the NBA. Oh, man, that was from day one. That was the, the, the day I got drafted when I heard my name being called. Buckle up, the Game of Life podcast coming at you, where we bring to you the behind-the-scenes lives of NBA players, business-savvy entrepreneurs, and top-level performers in all fields of personal development. The podcast that helps you become the best version of you. Just starting off, were you saying enjoying the grind, enjoying the day, every single day is a gift. Like, that's, that's ultimately what pure joy is about how do you go day by day by day when it might seem mundane and how do you enjoy every single day and your outlook is amazing just being an attitude of gratitude to the max so i I love that man and i love love your passion for giving love your passion for being a servant a servant attitude and a servant mentality because you figured it out a lot of people will will want to be what can somebody do for me and that's how they think they get their joy. But the ultimate joy is when you pour yourself into others, and that's when you find your true self. And you saying that example 
for, for your coach, Bobby Hurley Sr., and pouring into St. Anthony's, and that's finding yourself. That's where you're getting your joy. So just wanted to give you big-time props on that, man, because I love it. Then another point that you hit on is being in the financial world. So this is this is huge. Like You love basketball. That's your passion. That's your dream since you were young. You're in the financial world. A lot of people are stuck in situations like that in something that might not be their dream job, might not be what they always visualized they would be doing, not their passion. But you were able to make a change. You had to make a mindset shift change to go through to go through a time of probably uncertainty to get to be able to coach. How did how, how did you go about doing that? Like talk me through like you were in the financial world, okay, got the itch to coach. Now I gotta make a bold change. Well, it it was it was it was really um just following following, you know, your passion. Yep. You know, when you when you grow up like I grew up, you know, your your, your sense of reality, not even reality, your your, your priorities are, are swayed by material materialistic items. Right? Success means I have enough money. Right? Success means you know, I'm better off than where I was. Right. And so you, you your, your stuff, all that stuff is fleeted. Right. All yeah, that stuff, so good. Yep. You, know, you, you gain you gain material items. Now what? Right. Yeah. And that's why the greats, the Kobe's, the great athletes, the Tiger Woods, the, the you know, the Michael Jordan's, the guys who are really, really in that one percent. Those guys don't put monetary value on success. Right. That's why they, they continue to get better with age. And after accomplishing great things, they still want more versus people who accumulate wealth and then they lose that edge. Right. And then they lose the the ability to want to be great. And that's where you see a drastic decline. And, And I was no different. And I figured it out like, listen, all right. The reason I got into that world, because I associated with the, the job with money and money with not being poor yeah. anymore, yep. being, having access to, to things I didn't have or things I wanted growing up, but I didn't have a passion for it. And so my mood, who I was, what, what I identified as happiness was all fake. It was all fleeting because I wanted to make a certain amount of money. When you do get that money, now what? Are you still happy? Or you, you're back in a rat race like, okay, now i got to do it again. And it became a job. Um, and so my sole purpose out of college was to try to live a better life than what I had growing up. And once I realized it's not about that, it drew me back to the game that put me in a position to be happy because basketball for me was my sanctuary. Mm -hmm. You know, when I had, you know, death in the family, I went to the gym and worked out. I remember I buried my sister. I was at practice the same day and I never felt any, I felt at peace. And so when I got you know, when I did the documentary, you know, this was, you know, I think it was 07. The market was starting to change the stress uh, of what was going on in the financial world. Um, and then it hit me. It's like, I'd rather, I'd rather go do something that is going to be more impactful and I can help others more so than help with my bank account. And so um, I took a huge chance. I was a high school coach. Um, I left that and I became a college coach and I was fired eight months after leaving a great job, great security um, <laughs> to follow my passion. Um, but it, I knew in my heart it was the right thing to do. Man, that's unbelievable. That is, 
That's so cool. You should be literally, I would love for you to be the spokesperson for the one percenter attitude. Like you even use the term yourself. That is that is what you are. You also hit on another point that I absolutely love too. You said it became a job. Like viewing you and viewing people that are following their passion, they don't see what they're doing as a job. They don't see it as a career. They see it as a mission. And you're absolutely on a mission, man. And like everybody that I've talked to throughout I mean, the college coaching, through the NBA coaching, agents, like you're on a trajectory to be I mean, whatever you want to be, whether it's Division One college head coach, whether it's an NBA head coach, like you have that passion, you have that drive. And it's, I mean, it's been built in you from, I mean, a young age, but on, it's on your habits and it's on your, it's on your vision of every single day, the gratitude that you have for life, the pouring into others that has gotten you to the stage that you're at so yeah everybody out there that doesn't think you can follow your passion i mean you you certainly can and i and i also really appreciate you being vulnerable too man being vulnerable to tell about your story and everything that you've gone through it's i know i know it's not easy but that that vulnerability goes a long ways with with i mean showing people that they don't have to be perfect they don't have to put up a front they don't have to put up a mask they can be truly who they are and i love that yeah, because we all go through stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. We, we, this, this never. I tell my kids all the time: there's never been a perfect basketball game, right? Yep. Like, like you got to you got to be willing to fail, and then more importantly, without vulnerability, you have no trust, right? Yep. Because you got to be, you, and without you know, you have to be vulnerable in order to really get to know people, because we all have self doubt. We all secretly, when it's time to brush our teeth before we go to bed, look in the mirror and question our decisions, right? It's humans. That's just human nature to, to be, to have a level of uncertainty um, in certain things in life. But at the end of the day, like, it makes you human. Like, I've never been around someone who's perfect. Yeah. Ever. 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 Yeah. Exactly so right, man. That. Yeah. So that's just, that's just something that... Um, I've learned over the course of, of, of being on this earth that, you know, if you want to invoke change in others, you got to be vulnerable and you got to show them who you truly are. Um, and, you know, and you got to be willing to fail. And then you got to be willing to do it over and try again because life is going to put you in situations Right, it's the old biblical saying that you know God will never put anything on you can't you can't handle, and I yep. truly believe that. I truly believe that. Like I, I'm, you know, at at eight years old, I'm like I said, I'm burying my Man. parents. At seven years old, I'm, I'm I'm finding ways to help my mother, you know, put groceries on the table. Jeez. So, so at the end of the day, like I like and doing that and having that experience has prepared me to be a man um, a lot sooner than I needed to be, but I'm happy for those experiences because now it puts things in perspective, right? uh, Like basketball is easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's another man perspective is, is literally everything. And you hit it. You hit my favorite Bible verse on the head right there. Like there's nothing in this world that God's going to put us through that that he doesn't know that we can get through. And it's just like the harder things, that's how I see it, the harder things that we have to go through, it's just the stronger that he thinks we are and the stronger he's going to build us up. 
So he obviously knows you are very strong, man. And and when you say basketball is easy, I love that too. Because I've been around, coached in the NBA, been around a ton of NBA coaches, college, and they ride the ups and downs. That's like the hardest thing of coaching, the ups and downs and wins and losses and let their moods and let their attitudes and how they treat people based on those wins and losses. But finding your consistency, your relentless consistency in something else other than basketball, knowing that basketball is just the mission and the platform that you're on to be, I mean, a light to these kids around you, a light to everyone else around you. Like that just, I mean, that goes a long ways right there. Cause you, I mean, I'm sure you, you, you deal with it daily, just constant ups and downs of college coaching and the carousel that it is. Yeah, you, and, but it, you, you got to be, and it goes back to being well balanced, right? If, yep. if, if your world consumes of one thing, right, and you and and you fail at that particular moment, you're going to be consumed with why, right? It's it's good to have that 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 passion for, but you also got to figure out there's a broader there's a there's a bigger picture, right? And and that's why I gravitated to, towards you after doing some research. Like there's a there's a million ways to skin a cat, right? In my opinion, yep. like you, you look at some of the great college coaches now. You know, Shashevsky does it a little bit different than than Jay Wright. Jay Wright does it a little bit different than Tom Izzo. There's and, and but they're all successful in their own right, right? And so I, I can venture, I can go on a limb and say those guys became really really successful when they got a broader perspective on it's not just about wins and losses yeah like how do you how do you get kids to maximize you know this opportunity of of being a student athlete how do you get them to change their mindset about you know who they are and their impact in their community like those things can offset losing on a road to west virginia by two yeah if you have a broader perspective on what your mission is like our mission obviously is to win games but you also got to invoke change Right. You got to you got to try to because if you just consume with wins and losses then your your life is going to be toxic turvy. Right. You're going to be like the Dow Jones. You're going to be up <laughs> and down. And, and, and that's and that's and that's I think that's a horrible way to live. Um, a person who I've gotten close to is Conzo Martin is probably one of the most underrated, not just coaches, but people. Um, this guy has an unbelievable uh, way about himself, about our job as coaches and how we can impact the, our kids on a greater level than just teaching them a jab step crossover jump shot, man. And that, that matters to me. I want, I want, I want to, because coach Hurley was that person for me. Man, um, I, 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 I love that, man. Wherever you end up being a head coach, just just let me come on and be your water boy because that just juices me up being around it. Seriously, like like you're 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 talking about bigger things at basketball. You're developing a culture at Arizona State, maybe a place that hasn't always been known as a basketball culture. But what you guys did last year, what you guys are doing this year, you guys are creating a basketball culture to shape young men for more than just basketball alone. And, and and like you said, the, like the best coaches that you were talking about, the Izzos, the Coach K's, just just doing it 
skin of the cat a little bit differently, but it's all based on pouring into the individual, into the person. Like being around my uncle coaching for the Raptors or Spolstra for the Heat being a good friend or or Brad Stevens knowing him well at Boston, like seeing those guys, like that's what makes them great coaches. It's it's not necessarily the X's and O's that make them so great. It's it's how they relate to the players, how they motivate, and how they truly genuinely care for them. And that's that's what I'd love to see in you and your staff down there at Arizona State that just gets me fired up. David, no one's like no, there's no coach in, a, in 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 the country has some like magic dust that the others don't. <laughs> exactly. Right? It, it, it's how do you make these young men feel? How yeah. do you get them to not drink the poison of social media in today's, you know, you know, hypersensitive world of, you know, you got to do you in order to be successful. How do you battle the poison, right? How do you get these guys to understand it's about team? It's about, you know, from a basketball perspective, it's about team or from a, or those words you use. How do you get these young men to be vulnerable enough with each other to build a bond that's greater than a game? Those 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 coaches who can do that have a sustainable success, versus guys who just just accumulate talent and throw them out there, and, and and hope you know that they win more than they lose. The great coaches are able to invoke change in individuals, but more importantly, try to get kids to be vulnerable with each other, especially in today's society where. I can text you two feet away. <laughs> yeah. Versus, you know what I mean? And yeah. It sounds, it sounds crazy, but it, Jay Wright and 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 and, and John Beeline got like those guys don't have the superior talent, but they have the better teams because they they embody that culture of 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 of, of young men truly caring for one another, and it shows the way they play basketball. And that's something that we're trying to get here at Arizona State. And it's a process. And I've always told our guys, we never need acceptance from outsiders. It's only the, only the people that's in this locker room opinion matters. And we got to be vulnerable with each other in order to, to reach a greater goal. Because if I don't know what motivates David, how can I say I'm, in, I'm a good teammate? Yep. Because yep. I'm not my brother's keeper if I don't know what David's going through. And those are the things that that would take an Arizona State who's not, you know, who can't get five McDonald's All-Americans or three or two, but who gets really good guys who really want to compete at a high level to perform better or who can, quote-unquote, exceed expectations is by putting these guys in a position to be vulnerable with each other to build a bond that's greater than basketball. And I think that's 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 what we are here to do as coaches, not just to coach X and O's, but to get these guys to be vulnerable because you're gonna be you have to be vulnerable as men. You have to be vulnerable as a parent, you have to be vulnerable as a friend in order to try to maximize each other's, you know, potential. Quick break in the podcast to bring you our sponsor for the week. Chili pad. Sleep is super important. I speak all over the country about how important sleep is. Like, it's beyond important what I can even describe to you in this message. Sleep is everything. Without it, you can't function. Imagine yourself being an iPhone waking up on low battery. Yeah, good luck having a good day. 
But there is a solution to always getting a good night's sleep and waking up every morning ready to absolutely punch life in the face. It's the chili pad. Basically, all my NBA players use it, and I literally yearn for it when I'm away from L.A., away from my home on the road. You can set your personal temperature to whatever you want it to be. I sleep in the super ice cold at 57 degrees, which is optimal for the most restorative and regenerative sleep possible. Check them out. Chili Pad. Enter the code DNBBALL30. That's DNBBALL30 for 30% off at the checkout. Literally over $100 off. Your sleep will be changed. Your life will be changed. Go check them out. ChiliPad.com. Let's go. And now back to the second half of the podcast with Rashawn Burno. Just an amazing life story, this guy. Check it out. Here we go. The best teams I've ever been around are the ones that the players like legitimately love each other. Not just on the court, but they love each other off the court. They care about it more than just what they're doing on the basketball court. So, man, I got to give you enormous props to what you're doing down there. And just, I mean, not like wins and losses and everything. Like, I, that, that's awesome. Like, like you said too, and like before we got on the podcast, I said congratulations on being ranked in the top twenty-five. Knowing what your answer would be would be. Oh man, whatever. It's just what other people think. Like I love that on so many levels because it's very true. It's just what somebody else thinks. It's not. It's not what defines who you guys are. So no, no, it's, love it's, it, it's man. absolutely. Just, David, it's so true though, right? Because these kids get so consumed, right? Now I I, I call it just a poison because the the moment a game's end, right? Just just watch the kids. They they're on they're on. They grab their phones to see yeah. who, who and what is being said about them. Yeah. And, and and that and that that boosts their ego, right? That all that does is feed the, the the ego, and then but conversely, like who's helping these kids when the the same people who loved you is now tearing you down when they say, hey, he's two four eleven, he stinks, he's not a pro, or he isn't good. Like who's now who's there to pick up the pieces, right? Yep. Who's there to, to 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 rebuild these young men? And I think as a society, we fail these kids because. You know, we write these fluff pieces out. They're the next LeBron, and when they don't respect <laughs> someone else's expectations, oh, they're failures or they're bust. And it's like, dude, get a degree is, is being a success story, right? Especially where you're from, right? Yep. You, you now can go out and, 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 and work in society and, and, and provide a great living for your family. Like, that's a success story. What you were trying to do being a pro is like, that's rare. That's like the 1%. Yep. Yep. So that I think we lose perspective, and I think you know the great coaches that I mentioned earlier; those guys, those programs uh, tend to do a better job of maximizing these kids and getting them prepared for life outside of basketball. Because you know I think that's more important than you know hosting a banner or, or being in the top twenty-five, in my opinion. Completely agree, man. Because all of that, all those accolades are extremely fleeting, and oh, extremely fleeting. Like you said, like you said too, man. With, with possessions, the the richest man in the world and the poorest man in Calcutta, they're gonna die, and they're gonna have nothing to take with them. But and you know what? And I, and I, I was I told my team, um, I didn't talk to the entire team. A couple, a couple uh, of the players were in my office, and this was a couple, maybe a month and a half, two months ago, when Paul Allen died. Oh yeah, and and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking like this guy, you know, seventeen, eighteen billion had everything, and he died at sixty five years old. They're all the riches in the world, 
and he wasn't immune from death. Right? So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how much accolades or who loved you, what draft board. If you're a good person and, 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 and you live your life the right way, you're going to leave a legacy that will supersede any monetary items that you can leave. You can't take it with you. Right? Thank you. You know what I mean? Yes. There's no, there's no, there's no brink truck following a hearse. It's, it's, it's nothing. Man, this guy that, had yeah. it all, and he left this earth at 65 years old. So stuff like that brings it to brings things full circle. And I try to explain to these guys: enjoy what you have now, black out every day with what you have now, because none of this stuff is guaranteed uh, injury you know can wipe it and that's what and that's something that you know i think kids sometimes lose sight of that man that just juices me up here and there because i man, i'm on the exact same page that you are like it's it's not about the success that the world says it is the world's going to try to drive you one way but, I mean, success is everything that you determine it is in your own mind, in your own mindset, in your own perspective. So I, I love that, man. And I could talk to you. Like, I could, I could literally talk to you for days. And I would, like, I would hire you. If I was in the opportunity to hire you for anything, it doesn't matter if it's basketball or whatever it is, I, I would hire you just because of, of, of your passion, your mindset, and, I mean, the person that you are, man. So I know it's, I know it's second nature to you, and that's just how you grew up and everything, but... I mean, you know, you got me as a brother in anything you ever need. And no, I, I appreciate too. it because we all, we, we, we all, my, my goal is to, is to get better um, because, you know, what's good was, well, what got me here is not good enough to get me to the next level. So I got to continue to evolve and continue to listen, uh, continue to, to use the word as you, a servant, because in this business that we're in, we're here to help kids, right? My win loss record is not about wins. Right. It's about who who can who has I help who have I helped? Do I invoke change in the people that I come across? Right. Because the basketball stuff, you know, we can't determine outcomes. Right. Meaning I tell my kids, you can't determine how many shots you're going to make. Right. Control yep. what you can control. Yep. Um, and so the basketball is just a vehicle. And I've been blessed to, you know, have a passion for it. But I'm at a point in my life that it, that basketball is just a vehicle for bigger things, and I, I don't I don't take my role as coach lightly um, because you know this thing takes me away from my family a lot, and yep. so I want to be very very committed to the people that I encounter because ultimately it's a blessing, right? This this you know it's a blessing to be an assistant coach um, at the Division One level. You know, there's millions, not millions, but thousands of people who yeah. all want to do what we're doing. And we got an opportunity to meet some really, really important people, some great kids. Why not try to be the best at it? And the best meaning not championships, but the best at, 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 at your particular craft away from basketball. The basketball part takes care of itself if you do everything else. Yeah. So that's just my way out, my outlook on what we do. I, I love that outlook and I love your constant learner outlook. And when you reached out to me, it was just, I mean, a huge honor to, to hear that, to hear that someone else is out there is just looking to learn, looking to grow and looking to just eat everything up. Like I, I love just talking about everything that can optimize sleep, nutrition, mindset, longevity, everything. And then you're out there wanting to learn about all this and learning to keep growing. What, uh, 
what what habits do you have any habits or mindset shifts or types of routines rituals that that you look at as like this is my thing this is my this is my trick that separates me do you have any of those um i i just try to to be honest i just try to outwork outwork i love it man like i'm not the smartest guy in the world i know what makes me feel confident is being prepared and the only way I feel prepared is if, if I put that work in. Yep. Um, and so for me, it, it, it's, it's a contact sport, right? I, I tell my, the assistants on staff, like if you're in the office seven days out of the week, you're not doing your job. Yep. Yep. Right. Like, you're, you know, so I, I try to be very, very um, thorough in my approach to the game of basketball. And I want to know every nuance or anything that can enhance what we have because we're at Arizona State, right? Like I'm not at a school where kids dream of going to Arizona State. I get that. I'm at a, my job is an evaluation job, right? I'm not at Duke. I'm not a blue blood. So I got to go out and I got to be better than the competition. And the only way I know to do that is by outworking people and about trying to find, you know, people like yourself who are at a high level where I can steal something and bring it back to my level and make it better for my guys. And then if we can do that consistently, we're going to, cause coach Hurley is a brilliant coach. He's a passionate coach. Mm-hmm. He's going to put us mm-hmm. and he's going to put us in positions to win games. I just got to make sure that I get my guys in the right frame of mind because it doesn't matter what schemes, what play calls, what you're running offensively, if you don't get your guys in a right state of mind to compete, it doesn't matter. Yep. And that's that's what I, I, I focus on is how do we get our guys in the right frame of mind to go out and compete for 40 minutes? I, res- I respect that, and I really love the points that you're talking about. Is it's I mean, it's all a mindset. It's all a mindset. How do you get out there? How do you compete? How do you get in that? It's a, the frame of mind that you can get in, and you constantly continue to hit on it, man, is the passion, the passion, the passion. And that's, I mean, that's what life's all about. That's what enjoying every single day is about. That's what living with confidence is. That's what enjoying the grind is. And, and you live that to, to the max, man. And if you could tell, if you could tell a kid who was in your shoes, who's going through a struggle, who's going through a tough time, if you could tell them one thing or give them one motto or something to hold on to, uh, to get to get out of their situation, to get to where you are, what would you leave them with? Um, I, I would, I would tell them that the storm only lasts a day. Nice, right? That's awesome. And perseverance, um, is a is a, is a quality that. You have to have in order to be successful because you got and it goes back to that cliche like don't you don't need acceptance from outsiders. Yep. Meaning you got to have that internal belief that your destiny is to be great. And that can be doesn't mean basketball, but to be great in life, because all the great ones have had failures, whether it was Steve Jobs well as Bill Gates, Michael Joe, whoever have been through some adversity, right? I, I, and, and, and all those guys at some point 
have probably lost hope or wanted to give up. But it was that internal fortitude and that belief that their destiny is to be great. And then you've got to work at it every day. And that's the thing that I, I would tell kids. Embrace adversity. It makes you stronger. It makes you better. Right? You don't want to go through life not having to have to go through some stuff. Like, I, I embrace adversity. Like, when the stuff that I've been through, like, I love to go through it because I, it's a challenge. All right? I know we're at Arizona State. I know we're the bottom of the Pac-12 when we got here. But I'm a, like I'm going to go out and compete against Sean Miller, Steve Alford, um, the guy up at Or. I don't care because mm-hmm. life has prepared me to go compete. And I gotta, I can't play chess with them. They'll annihilate me. But I can play checkers, and I'm gonna switch the game and I'm gonna try to figure this thing out. But I'm willing to compete and I'm willing to fail, and I'm willing to start over again on Monday. So it's that internal belief that can never be compromised. You can never give up hope, Man. ever. And you got to protect. And, I, and I'll leave you with this. And I tell kids, you got to protect the six inches from your ears, and that's your brain, your mind, like Fort Knox, because yep. you cannot allow others to infiltrate that and tell you you're not good enough. Right? We all have self doubt. It's your job to beat human nature every day. That's who you're competing against. <sighs> Embrace adversity, outwork, storm only lasts a day, relentless consistency, man. That's what you are. I love the term relentless consistency, and you are every bit of that. And you are not just every bit of that, but you're teaching others how to become that. Not just. Like one thing I am huge on, and I know you are too, is it's not, hey, I'm just going to give a man a fish, but I'm going to teach them how to fish. And you're teaching them no, through, I- through the game of basketball, but using the game of basketball as such a vehicle that goes, that transcends anything that has to do with uh, accomplishment in sports. And it's just like, like, like you said, like accomplishment and success in, in life and just being a, having a great life and, and. Man, we could go on for days, like going back and forth and listening just to all the all the mindsets that you have. And man, I like just I'm just just honored and blessed to be able to call you a friend and be able to have someone like yourself to to learn from, to grow from, and to be able to uh, I mean see see what you're doing for others. And I just just commend you on that, my man. No, I appreciate it. And and we're all not finished products, right? So yep. that's why. Um, we, I use that term vulnerable. That's why I was vulnerable yep. enough to call you and to, on the first phone call, tell you what my weaknesses are and what, what I'm, I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice to get better. Um, cause I think that's important. I think, um, there's people in your life, you know, from the moment you meet them, that will be a part of your life for, for forever. In my opinion, like I've, I've been fortunate to meet some great, great people. And I've also been fortunate to know, who I need to cut out of my life because they're not a part of the process. And so um, I appreciate your friendship. Um, I know it's in the beginning stages, um, but I, I respect what you do. As much as you think appreciate you motivate, it. I motivate you, you definitely have motivated me um, to think differently, look at things from a diff- different angle. And then, you know, obviously 
continue to want to get better because I think you can't ask a kid to continue to get better in the gym if you don't get better uh, at your yeah. particular craft. Yep. And that's the, that's the irony of, of what we do. We want our guys to be better and work over the summer and you're still staying the same with the same ideas and the same concepts. You know, we, yep. we, continue, we need to continue to evolve and, evolve and get better as well, not just the players. Always learning, always growing. You teach me, I'll teach you. We'll just keep it rolling that way. I appreciate your time, man. I really do. Thank you very much. All right, brother. Big time thank you to Arizona head assistant coach Rashawn Bruno for coming on the podcast and just just gracing us with perspective. Like literally the things that he has been through, I mean, it would it would just crack so many people. It's basically overcoming every single odd, every single tragedy, every single thing that can be stacked against you and not just surviving. But he's thriving. He's making life changes. He's not afraid of going from the nine to five corporate world to following his passion, following his dream. But the reason he does it, the reason he does it is for a bigger picture, a bigger purpose, not about himself. He's not about his own get, 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 but he is give, give, give. He is the epitome of a servant attitude. And that's what we're all about here on the Game of Life podcast. Rashawn Berno, you are a friend of all our Game of Lifers. We're going to be supporting you, cheering you on in your corner every step of your journey of your life mission. Now, your mission, Game of Lifers, if you like this podcast and you want to have more guests like Rashawn, if you want to have more high-level learners, high-level teachers, NBA players, leave a five-star review at iTunes. Go do it right now. I'm a big believer in the do it right now theory. Don't write it down and say, hey, maybe I'll do something later. Maybe I'll uh, put it on my to-do list do it right now list and i'd be absolutely honored and blessed if you give me a five-star review and then just let me know how you're doing i respond to every single message sent so check it out game of life there's a lot more good stuff in the bank coming at you some of the biggest names in learning some of the biggest business nba players it's coming at you this year in 2019. Gonna be a great year. All right, Game of Lifers, have a good one. We'll see you soon. Game of Life podcast. Remember, life's a journey. Enjoy it. David Nurse, Game of Life, signing off.